It's another fine day at Camp Dynasty. I am Counselor Austin, joined by Counselor Colin. And for the first time in many, many months, Colin, we are talking about campers in the context of games that they just played because we had real college football on our televisions last weekend. Yeah, I we got to teams playing real college football on real fields against fake teams. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. very uh very important side note there. <laughs> and we're going to there's plenty more of that to come later when we talk about what's coming in the first full weekend of college football. But uh, obviously week zero was last weekend. There was a handful of games. There were really only two games that were compelling enough to pay close attention to, especially for our purposes here in terms of scouting dynasty rookies and preparing for the 2024 rookie class. Um, but one of the teams that played was a big one. And there were a lot of guys that were showing off uh, in that game, obviously talking about USC. So uh, for anybody who has been here before, who was here last year during the college football season, this episode is going to look very familiar to you because how we handle this here is that we hand out badges for player performance here at camp. Uh, so we will be handing out badges. The first round, Colin, of 2023 badges going to the 2024 campers. But we're also going to bring back a little something that we had going on last year. Uh, and that is, well, let's wait. Let's, let's wait, wait till we, let's, let's tease wait. it. You like that little yeah, teaser? I did yeah. like that. <laughs> Hang around. Leave me want a little more. <laughs> yeah. Hang around and find out. If you listened last year, you might know what's coming. If you're new here, hello. Let's talk about some of the performances from week zero of college football, Colin. So I had the first pick in our badge draft. That's how we yeah, do this so, thing. So we flip a coin, right? <laughs> and he tells me to call it in the air, and I call tails every time. And it's been heads like the last five times, so we got to figure out what's going on with the weighted coin. With the, I just I don't even know if that's the thing. I the, don't the heads on both sides. You're like Harvey Dent. You got the, <laughs> either way, I lose. First of all, it's been like twice in a row. Okay, I've lost my fair share of these in the <laughs> past, and by God, was I happy to win this one. Because there was a prized possession in the first badge presentation of 2023. And it came as absolutely no surprise. Because Caleb Williams is getting the first badge of the year at Camp Dynasty. Because, I mean, what a player. He is getting the as-advertised badge from me. Uh, we know what this player is. We talked about him, obviously, on our quarterback's summer scouting episode. He was our number one quarterback unanimously, without a doubt. He will be the number one pick in the NFL draft in April. I mean, I we can say that right now with complete confidence. And 
you see why already. I mean, San Jose State, yep, it's not a real team. But the throws that Caleb Williams made in the game, those are real. Uh, 18 for 25, 18 of 25 for 278 and four touchdowns in three quarters. That was Caleb Williams' first stat line of the year. But, Colin, the real reason he's getting this badge is because of the play that he made in this game where when when we talk about Patrick Mahomes, right, we name drop Mahomes all the way back in early August when we started this thing. We're certainly not the only ones that are doing it, by the way. There's a lot of people that are talking about Caleb Williams as a Patrick Mahomes-esque type of a quarterback, and it's because of how he plays. Let's let's get that straight. It's because of how he plays, and what you saw in this game was that Mahomes energy that he brings where he, he first of all, he hurts his hand early in the game, so he, he is playing with a, a, a slightly hurt throwing hand. Uh, he misses a snap out of the shotgun, potentially because of the, the, the hand injury, and the ball is bouncing across the field, and he picks it up, backpedals, and throws it 40 yards down the field perfectly to Taj Washington for what ended up being a 76-yard touchdown. I mean, welcome to the Caleb Williams experience, part two. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's week zero, and we've already seen, like, the summation of what Caleb Williams is in one game. And like you said, they're playing a JV team. We we know that. We've qualified that. But the, the throws he's making are the things that he's, like, well-known for. And so, ad, as advertised, I mean, perfect. It, it sums it up really nicely. And I know the, the Mahomes gets thrown out a lot, and I you do see that. I see a little bit of Rodgers with the, the platform because it's not you, – you don't see Caleb Williams doing the traditional, you know – kind of step into it and you know throw it put the right hand in the left pocket you know get the it it doesn't he doesn't have that you know classic quarterback drop back throwing motion he's got a little bit more of that that slinger you know a little more sidearm it's not up in the you know over the shoulder old school quarterback it's it's very loose it's very upper body oriented a lot of his hips are doing the work it's not a lot of his feet and so it reminds me a little bit of Rodgers just a little bit of Mahomes I feel like he's just plucking the best parts of a lot of the greats games and then turning it into these ridiculous performances and I mean this is just the first of many like you said 278 yards four touchdowns on 70 percent completion in three quarters uh I mean, this this guy is going to be the number one pick. You you should bet the house on it right now if you can, because there's almost nothing that could change that. I mean, yeah, this yeah. Is, uh, I mean, uh, what what else is there to say? I know, and well, there's going to be a lot to say because we're going to be talking about him all season. <laughs> I mean, this guy is he he is jaw dropping. It, yeah. it is a pleasure 
to watch him play the position. And I mean, it's I, I'm excited whether it's San Jose State or it's a big game in the Pac-12, you know, you're I'm gonna be watching this player because it's it's must-see television. It really is. And I mean we're going to really test ourselves when, because this one quarterback <laughs> situation here, we're going to test ourselves to see just how high a, a quarterback can go in, mm-hmm. under, in our scoring settings in this draft class, because he's, he's about as good as it gets. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you talk about one quarterback leagues, if you have a one quarterback league and you're not going six point passing touchdown, don't know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but if you're still in a one quarterback league, I mean, Caleb Williams could go as high as five and I'm not going to be offended. So, I mean, if you, obviously if it's super flex, he's one one Yeah. That's the sign seal delivered, but yeah, one quarterback leagues, I, I mean, five, four maybe, but Hey, we'll see. We'll see. We'll definitely see. Got a long road till we get there. Yep. All right. Well, Colin, I don't think we're done talking about quarterbacks here. Give me your first badge of the year. See, this is why I was pissed that I didn't (laughs) win the coin toss. It's because I get to follow up talking about Caleb Williams with talking about Sam Hartman, who had a a nice game uh, against Navy. It's a Notre Dame quarterback. Um Got the Mr. Reliable badge. So he was 19 for 24, 251 yards, and four touchdowns. Um, Also in three quarters. So Sam Hartman had a great game, but it wasn't spectacular. There there wasn't the Caleb Williams factor. You know, it wasn't dripping with aura. It was just Sam Hartman – delivering on time on target to open wide receivers i mean navy was playing a lot of zero coverage and just sending the house and hartman you know took his three steps and fired to the curl route and that's all you can do i mean they're giving you two seconds to throw you take your two seconds and you throw it to the open guy and I was surprised to see he was, he was at 10 yards per attempt because it felt like a lot of short passes, but that's because of some of the big plays that he ended up making where he throws a big post route to Jaden Greathouse on the touchdown, dropped it right over the shoulder. I mean, he had a nice – all like three of his touchdowns were nice plays where I was like, oh, all right, so we're really, we're really pushing the ball a little bit. He had, had a layered – pass over a linebacker on a dig route to Jaden Thomas for a touchdown and then he you know navigated the blitz rolled out left and then dropped it in moving left to great house a second time in the left side of the end zone so he he did make some plays and so this Navy team could be interesting or this Notre Dame team sorry could be interesting because their O-line is so good and then if Sam Hartman and another guy we'll talk about later can kind of patch together this offense behind that stone wall, uh, could be could be an interesting team that hasn't been talked about very much in the preseason. Yeah, I so before we get into this whole thing, Sam Hartman, I mean, this is season number six 
oh, yeah. for him in college football. So chances are if you follow along with the sport, you know who this player is. And if you don't, then uh, he was at Wake Forest for five years. And uh, heading into last year, there was a little bit of buzz just because he was coming off of a, a decent season and A.T. Perry was there and there was reasons to watch that team. Um, and before the season, it, it this, there was some sort of situation that essentially took him out of the game of football. Like there was questions of like if he was going to play football at all last year. Um, well, he did. He did play and he had another uh, good season uh, at Wake and that was enough to, you know, get a transfer to Notre Dame. So bigger program, bigger lights. What does Sam Hartman look like? Well, it was a good start, like you said. And I think for me, you know, is a week zero badge a little cheap, a little chintzy, maybe, but I think Sam Hartman, you know, walking out of this week as one of the the better players is just it, it's sort of a it, it's a setup for this season of college football and the quarterbacks that we will be watching all year because it's a deep class. There's a lot of names here. I mean, we're talking about Caleb Williams and Drake May obviously on the top end and then you have, you know, the Michael Penixes and you know other names that you throw in there yeah jordan travis i mean there's there's no shortage of quarterbacks that you're talking about in this class and even when you get down to these sorts of players where sam hartman i mean he really does fit that sort of you know he's 6'1 212 immediately you kind of know what this player is i mean he he really does play like that sort of a quarterback um and we're going to find out just how deep this class goes. Is Sam Hartman the sort of player that earns himself a day three pick and, you know, has one of these, you know, we're seeing the preseason, the quarterbacks in the preseason this year, like is Sam Hartman, you know, going to be one of those players next year. That's the, that's the journey for a player like this, I think. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it'll be, it, 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 it's a fun team, obviously Notre Dame, there's pieces there. Like you alluded to, we're going to be talking about another name already later on. Um, so yeah, a good start. Good start for Sam Hartman. You talk about like a deep quarterback class and you don't, I mean, you usually see two, maybe three guys at the top and then other guys kind of smattered in. And this year, I mean, in the 2024 class, if everybody were to declare for the draft, obviously. I mean, the names are Caleb Williams, Drake May, Quinn Ewers, Bo Nix, Penix, J.J. McCarthy, Jordan Travis, K.J. Jefferson, Shador Sanders, Joe Milton, Jane Daniels. I, I mean, like, there are a lot of names. And Sam Hartman, I didn't even mention there. Kyle McCord at Ohio State. Uh, so, I mean, Spencer Rattler, who's been around the block. We, we have our feelings about him but uh, all of these guys i mean talk about a deep class there's a lot of guys with upside a lot of guys with high floors i mean we're getting to the end of the like extended covid 
college football player almost like Sam Hartman is in his sixth year right because you get those extra years of eligibility and now you're sitting here and it's like all right well now you're you know two years past where you normally would be and there's a few players like that so now we, we get this big crop where you have the juniors that are just becoming eligible and then the you know six year players that are in their last season of eligibility all coming into this 2024 class and it could make things really interesting yeah definitely and we're gonna find out man all those names you just rattled off i mean that is a laundry list (laughs) of notable quarterbacks and we'll see just what it looks like notable is a good word yeah i mean there's there's plenty of names to know whether you think they're good whether you think they're great whether you think they're not good you know it's like there's there's plenty of names to to know and this season will tell the tale for for all of them. All right, let's talk about a player that isn't a quarterback. My second badge for week zero is going to a player that I had my eyes on heading into the year, transfer. Arizona to USC, that is wide receiver Dorian Singer. Singer is getting the quick start badge from me because it did not take Dorian Singer long to make an impression in this USC offense because his first catch as a Trojan was a touchdown. Uh, It was his only snap from the slot and he ran a short post and real easy pitch and catch Caleb Williams, Dorian Singer. And man, I mean, it, it wasn't anything crazy. It was four catches on four targets for 46 yards, I think, and a touchdown. Uh, but it was a it was a good start, and it was encouraging to see this player as one of the uh, you know kind of focal points of this offense because this is a deep room, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you saw it, and let, let's just talk about the player that kind of stole the show because Dorian Singer was not the most notable USC wide receiver this weekend. That player is not a 2024 camper. He's not even a 2025 camper. That is true freshman Zachariah Branch. That's the player that we're talking about coming out of this, coming out of this weekend. And that's, I mean, that is, first of all, an absolute testament to that kid's talent because in a room like this with all these names to know, this guy stole the show, a true freshman. Um, and so funny story is that I, the first exposure that I had to this player, this is the number one wide receiver recruit, according to 24 seven for the 2023 class. They compared him to Tyree kill. <laughs> and so when I saw that in the, in the spring, when I was looking through this stuff, it was like, Oh, wait, that's a pretty that's a pretty uh, high honor there getting comp to Tyreek Hill and then what happens you know the kid has an amazing start to his college career including a, a highlight kick return touchdown so mm-hmm. uh, we'll be talking about him in two years from now yeah, so right? bookmark that one <laughs> but yeah just I mean so deep so much so many weapons for Caleb Williams and Dorian Singer off to a good start yeah you got Dorian Singer. You got Mario Williams, you got Brendan Rice, and now Zachariah Branch, who is apparently Tavon Austin. Right. And Tyreek Hill put together, you know. Uh, 
But yeah, Dorian Singer had, I, I mean, just about as good a game receiving as anybody else in the room. Because, I mean, yes, Zachariah Branch dominated the headlines and like he made electric plays. Uh, but the stat lines ended up the same, and and Singer did it in more of a you know traditional way yep. where you know route your guy up and you know get wide open, score a touchdown. Uh, while Branch was busy making electricity happen, so uh, it's going to be fun to see how this USC receiving room shapes up game to game. Because I'm sure we'll see Caleb Williams spreading the ball around to all of these very talented receivers. Um, and it's really nice to see, to, to not be sitting here like, oh, well, this great quarterback, you know, doesn't have enough targets. So it doesn't have enough weapons. And so he's going to struggle. No, Caleb Williams has the weapons, you know, coming out of his ears. Yeah. So. It's it's loaded, man. I mean, even the fourth quarter, he pulled the starters. Deuce Robinson got in the mix, and he had six catches. I think every one of them came in the fourth quarter. This is another yeah. five-star recruit, one of the top recruits from the 2023 class, another true freshman getting involved, looking like Drake London out there already. And, <laughs> I mean, Jesus, this 2026 group from Ooh, USC. Got our eyes on them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So Dorian Singer, badge for me. We're only doing two a piece. It is week zero after all. So yep. round it out. What is your? Who is your second badge winner? All I gotta say is don't trade those twenty twenty six picks yeah. yet. It might <laughs> be Zachariah Branch man, after this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my second and final badge is for Audric Esteem, and it is the Juggernaut badge. Um, so... Name police. Oh, no. Did we get a confirmation? Because I'm pretty sure it's Estime. It could be Estime. I watched I watched the video with no, no audio. Okay. Well, in that case, I can confirm it is Estime. Okay. SMA. I can rock with that. That's that's okay. Well, I'll let you off easy this time. Just don't Thank let you. it happen again. Uh, it, it, it will happen again, <laughs> assuredly. <laughs> it sounds way better, Estime, uh, than Esteem. Yeah. So, Audric Estime. the tongue. Yeah. Uh, the Juggernaut badge. So, I don't know if you've seen the old X-Men movies. Um, no. Like the, the mid-2000s. So, the Juggernaut is a, a mutant. He wears a dome on his head, and he's indestructible. And so he runs, and when he gets a head of steam, he can just, like, plow through walls. Uh, I see where this is going now. Yes. So Audric Estimate does that, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he he looks like a five yards and a cloud of dust kind of player, but with this Notre Dame O-line that I referenced before when I was talking about Sam Hartman, He's allowed to get like five yards of steam before he makes contact with anybody. And then he's falling forward. So instead of being five yards in a cloud of dust, it's like 10 yards and maybe a broken tackle. And so uh, he's a thick goal line back, a power back. Uh, he did have a nice one-handed snag through contact in this game, 
which was like, ooh, that's kind of nice. But, uh, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's a pass catcher. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's a premium guy. But he's interesting because he's, I mean, one of those running backs that head coaches love. You know, he, he does the dirty things. He, you know, is getting the the short yardage situations. He works in on the goal line and just plows through everybody. I mean, he's not dancing around. He's going through your chest and getting those extra yards. So, Estime is, uh, I mean, the, this is the other guy I was, I was mentioning when I was like, right. oh, maybe, maybe Notre Dame, you know, because yep. now you got uh, Great House looked really good in the game, who was Sam Hartman's, Hartman's target on two touchdowns, Estime in the backfield. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to be world beaters, but it's a it's a shaping up to be kind of fun. Yeah, and th- this is one of the best parts of getting into a new season of college football is kind of discovering the players that we didn't come into the season with high expectations for necessarily. Now, Estime... Just a bit of a background here. This is a junior, so you know it's it's not a guarantee that this will be a player in the upcoming NFL draft, but he is draft eligible. He had 906 yards as a sophomore with 11 touchdowns, so a pretty pretty solid year last year. PFF have it him had him graded as an 84.2 in the run game, so pretty good season as a sophomore player. And like you said. I mean, he's he's a juggernaut. He's a battering ram. That's what he is. You know, you question the burst. You question, you know, the athletic upside with a player like this. But, man, he can run through contact. And he's got some really serious contact balance as well. Um, and, yeah, f- 15 attempts for 95 yards and a touchdown. Nice start to the year. Nice start to the junior campaign. You like to see that a lot. One thing. Just if we're going to do the whole scouting report here in week zero, I mean, he had three fumbles last year and he fumbled in this game. So there's an area to work on. And, you know, like you said, he had the nice catch in this game. Shockingly enough, though, he only had nine catches last year and he had two in this game. So maybe that's something where he gets more involved this year as well. So if I'm if I'm just like taking a you know throwing the dart at the dartboard, he he feels like a day three running back. He does. He feels like he has. NFL upside potentially uh, in a a lower capacity, but maybe we see growth out of him throughout this season or even beyond. Yeah, he he committed the cardinal sin of carrying the ball on your inside arm and got it punched out. That that was the fumble, and it's like, you can't do that, you know? And so, like you said, he only had three fumbles last year, so you can't read too much into it. It's not like he's going to forget how to carry and secure the ball. But, you know, just one of those things that gets looked at. So that is a quick little glimpse into what the next several months at Camp Dynasty will look like. We will be handing out three, maybe four. I haven't decided yet. I want to give I want to give campers all the love this year on our weekly episodes going through the college football season. So we will be handing out more badges this year, um, getting more players into the conversation, looking at them, you know, players like Dorian Singer, Caleb Williams, guys we've talked about, and then guys like Estime that we haven't talked about. So getting a nice, well-rounded picture of how the season is shaping up. 
However, Colin, it's not all fun and games at camp. And if we go back to the beginning of the episode, when I left you with a little bit of a cliffhanger, we're going to bring it back right here because we are bringing back to camp dynasty, a segment that we tried for a little while last year. We, we kind of lo- we lost it down the stretch, but we figured it out. We're bringing back the call home. Now, what it's going to look like, and I, I, I feel the need to, to qualify this a little bit because I feel like last year it was like, Quentin Johnson's getting two calls home. He's a bad player. No, that's not what a call home means. Call home could mean any number of things. It could mean you did something bad. Could also mean maybe you got maybe you got nicked up. We got to call mom and dad, let them know you got a little bit of an injury. Maybe there's some concerns about the way that you're playing with the other campers. There's all sorts of reasons why we would need to make a call home. And so we're going to do it this year. We're going to we're going to do it and it does not mean that a player is bad. It, it's true. We had, you know, some people talk to us and they're like, why do you think that X player stinks? And I'm like, I, I don't think he sucks. You know, we got to call home. We got to, we got to let him know that we're a little disappointed uh, and we expect better from them. Right. It, it, you know, the reason we expect better is because we think they're good. We have high expectations. That's right. Uh, so who, who do we need to call? All right, let's do it. We're going to call the Williams family because we're calling home about Mario Williams, USC wide receiver. Colin, this was a top five wide receiver in the class for you heading into the 2023 college football season. What happened this week? Well, Mario Williams... Uh, had two catches for 26 yards. Now, yes, bad game. Uh, he, you know, went out there, bad stat line, whatever, had a drop, also bad. Um, but that's not necessarily why we're calling home. Yes, it's it's not an ideal stat line. But the reason we're calling home is because this is a loaded wide receiver room, man. And I had a top, I had him top five because I was thinking, you know, he had a nice season as the wide receiver two behind Jordan Addison last year, 637 yards, five touchdowns. Now, could he walk into I am Caleb Williams' favorite target? Uh, and, you know, I'm going to catch the most passes on the team, put together that 1,000-yard season maybe. Uh, and he didn't. He didn't do it. In in his first game, I mean, he got outshined by not one, but two wide receivers. Uh, Dorian Singer, who's a transfer and a true freshman in uh, Zachariah Branch. So, I mean, through one game, not ideal in terms of, you know, who's getting the ball and uh, who's making plays with the ball in their hands. It, it just wasn't Mario Williams' week, and – it's hard to see him projecting as a top five wide receiver with the uh, the spread that you saw. I mean, everybody's getting four or five targets. It's not a one-guy show. It's not like they have a number one guy, 
and then everybody else kind of falls in line behind him. It seems like it's going to be a lot more spread out, so Williams might fall into line with everybody else rather than rising to the top and being one of the premier players at the position in this draft class. Yeah, let's I mean, let's get it plain and simple here like stats are not the be all end all here at right. Camp Dynasty, never yes. will be, shouldn't be, uh doesn't matter. It, it to an extent it matters, but Seeing 26 yards, it's not like, oh, Mario Williams, he's trash. He We're throwing him away. You know? It's done. I think the most concerning thing for me, and this this has no serious implications on if this is a an if this will be a successful NFL player. But Zachariah Branch is a true freshman who plays in a similar fashion. To Mario Williams. They are both smaller. They are both fast. They are both playmakers. Zachariah Branch made all the plays in this game. He stole the show, like we said. For a true freshman to come into this offense and do that in his very first game, while Mario Williams was targeted four times, but he only brought in two of them and he did have the one drop, like you said. For him to kind of fade away as a true freshman was taking the spotlight and then, you know, Dorian Singer playing the X role, it just, for me, it is concerning as to how, when we look at the full body of work, how will the target share break out? Like, I'm not saying that Zachariah Branch is going to win the Bolitnikoff as a true freshman here, but I think there's something to say about how, (laughs) yeah, Maybe. I mean, (laughs) I think there's something to be said about a player. And and, uh, like, it's just, it it brings me back to the Quinshawn, Zach Evans situation where it's like immediately you see how talented this player is. Yeah. And you're like, well, Uh, he's not, you know, you're not as good as him and he's two years younger than you, you know, like, so it maybe that's what we see maybe it's not you know we will only time will tell as the season progresses but i do think uh it is uh a bit more fuzzy for mario williams than maybe uh we thought it could be that's a that's a good comp with the quinshawn zach evans i think that's pretty spot on thank you i you know i i had to think a lot about that last year i had to reconcile that zach evans was a top five player for me heading into the year so here I am. <laughs> yeah, look at that. More parallels. <laughs> oh, man. Well, okay. That's the call home. Mario Williams, not a bad player, but he's getting a call home. It only you're matters gonna... if you're Kayshawn. Then you're a bad player. We, we yes. made a couple of those calls last year. We were right yeah. about that one. but that's, uh... It's true. We're only right. You only remember the ones you're right about. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't even remember half of them, if I'm going to be honest. I, I remember the the Quentin Johnson ones and the Kayshawn ones. Yeah, Kayshawn and Johnson were like 80% of all the calls we made last year. So <laughs> that was a big reason why I was like, let's let's rethink this for next yeah. year. But all right. So little mini precursor to this season with week zero, obviously a hyper condensed slate of games. We're only talking about players from two teams on this entire episode we're going to open things up next week. It's all bets are off. Everything's fair game. 
And before we get there, Colin, I'm going to talk a little bit about a little plan that I made, a roadmap, if you will, uh, something I'm calling the roadmap to a perfect Saturday. I looked at the college football schedule for week one, and anybody else who has the internet could do the same thing. However, <laughs> you could do it. I, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> you could do it. We're not going to sit here and tell you all the games that are coming up in the next week. That's not what we're going to do here. But in this case, it's a little bit of a special circumstance because this is week one. It's the first slate of games. And I don't know about you, but I like double screen when I'm getting serious. I got one on the TV. I got one on the laptop, maybe. Maybe I got my phone out. So... I put together a roadmap for how you can have two games on for the entire day on Saturday and get all the best action, specifically talking about campers. I'm watching the campers. I want to know what games do I have to be watching. Well, let me tell you, we're going to start bright and early at 11 a.m. Following game day, we're going to flip over to Peacock. Because they have an exclusive right to Michigan's opening game of the season. Number two ranked, Michigan. Here's where we talk about games that aren't really real. Because the first one (laughs) that we're going to talk about is Michigan against East Carolina on Peacock at 11 a.m. So I'm tuning in. I'm watching J.J. McCarthy. I'm watching Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards. We're just going to see how they look in game one. Noon. We're going to flip over then on our second screen and we're going to watch your RB1, Raheem Rocket Sanders and Arkansas take on, guess what? How about Western Carolina? Did you know that was a school? Because I didn't. That one's on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea that it was Western Carolina. I mean, you know, you can make a, make a guess and there's a north, south, east, west university and pick a direction state, put a but... state after something you're, yeah you're you're almost there every tech a and m university yeah right. <laughs> okay so we got the two games rolling we got some really premier running back talent on our screens right now but by the time one o'clock comes around i'm ready to turn off this beat down that is michigan and east carolina i blake Corum might be out of the game already I'm going to flip over to Ole Miss versus Mercer. Yeah. <laughs> Another compelling yeah, match. Yeah, I was going to say tune out of the beatdown and tune into that one. Right. Uh, Ole Miss, of course, we have Zachary Franklin transferring in. That's fun. We got Caden Prescorn transferring in. That's fun. Quinshawn's there. He's not. We're not drafting him yet, but God damn it, I want to watch him. Yeah, so. I'm going to watch him. i tell you what. So we got that, 1 o'clock. Uh, I don't know what it's on. You're going to have to figure that one out for yourself. Uh, Ole Miss Mercer? Yes. Is on ESPN Plus and the SEC Network. Okay. So ESPN Plus, we're, we're right there. We got Arkansas playing already. We'll just we'll get that on the second screen. If you're in Mississippi, you can get tickets for as low as $4. Oh, I might go to Mississippi. That's a, that's a steal. I might drive to Mississippi tonight <laughs> to go to the game. <laughs> Um, all right, two o'clock. I'm gonna keep it rolling. 
whatever, pr- probably Arkansas. We got another beatdown on our hands here against Western Carolina. So we're going to flip over to the Pac-12 network if you have it, because I discovered this weekend that I don't have it somehow, and I need to figure out how to do that before it just East. blows up into the sun because the Pac-12 is dead forever. Just, just go on Stream East, man. Well, yeah, I, I'll i figure it out one way or another. You know, you can, because... bleep, you can bleep that out if, if yeah. we need to. We're, <laughs> we're monetized. Wait, That's what? not endorsed. We don't endorse no. that. I don't know what that is. I've <laughs> never heard of it. Uh Pac-12 Network, 2 o'clock. Oregon kicks off their season. Number 15 ranked Oregon against, oh, man, this is going to be a tough matchup for them, against Portland State. There's one of those you just stick state after something, and there's a college. We figured that out. That's where Starbucks was invented. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oregon, all sorts of talent all over the team. We got maybe a Bo Nix. We got a Troy Franklin. We got a Bucky Irving. We got some IDP potential assets there. So just watch them go to town on Portland State. That's all you got to do. You didn't sell me on that one. Well, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> good thing we're going to keep it moving real quick because if I didn't sell you on the two, how about the 230? We get two matchups at 2:30. We might just completely erase our screens and go to these two games at 2:30. We have Here we go, baby. Number 3, Ohio State, Marvin Harrison Jr.'s Heisman Tour begins against Indiana on CBS. So I mean, come on, man. You got to we got to watch this one. The kick the kickstart yeah. to the Marvin Harrison experience. Emeka Ibuka is there too. We got Travian Henderson with the resurgent season. I I just hope that the debut doesn't go like the Jackson Smith and Jigma debut last Please. year. Please, I'm gonna no. knock on some wood to to keep that away because I just I just need a full healthy season for Marvin. I was watching, you know, I've watched almost all of Marvin Harrison Jr.'s like highlights and film to this point where like I can't anymore. (laughs) So I was just watching Marvin Harrison Sr.'s highlights just to get my fix. So I need, I need some new stuff. Do we see, do we see the parallels there? Do we see it? Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. God, I can't wait. (laughs) All right. Well, we got another nice little wide receiver group to watch here right at 2.30 as well. On your second screen, we have number 10 ranked Washington taking on Boise State on ABC. Rome Odunze and Jalen McMillan getting passes for Michael Penix. I mean, what more can you ask for with that offense? That's going to be a very fun team to watch all season long as well. The only other thing I could ask for if it was at Boise State, I love the blue field. Right. Uh, th- see that what's up with Boise State anyway these days when are we going to get some Boise State back to relevancy football because that's what we all need I don't know I I just remember putting my player in NCAA 14 on Boise State so I could play on the blue field that's all I and I want that again I get it man well hey next next summer yeah you're gonna have it yeah, damn right I am <laughs> All right, so we're going to be locked into these two games. We're going to watch a ton of wide receiver talent in the 230 block. That's going to take us all the way to five. Yeah, it will. We're going to get some food. We're going to maybe get some pizzas, maybe some wings. We're going to 
fuel up going into the nightcap. Five o'clock. Number one, ranked, Georgia, taking on UT Martin. Don't sleep on them. Get off the bus. Uh, that's on ESPN+. Plus. I mean, we got to watch Georgia do what they do. We got some talent there on offense. Guys, we haven't talked about through the summer, but guys that I will be watching with an NFL draft lens, certainly. Do you uh, know what state UT Martin is in? Uh, Tennessee. Yep. University of Tennessee Martin. It's, yeah, I was like, what is there? Is there even another state that starts with T? Maybe Texas. Te- oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's getting cut. Cut. <laughs> Yeah, you make uh, the edits. So, <laughs> so okay, five o'clock. We got George on for thirty minutes, and then we get the second screen rolling with. He's back. He's back. Caleb Williams and the back USC again. Trojans back at it again against Nevada. A little yeah, bit. Uh, is that a step up from San Jose State? I can't tell. I mean. Yeah, I think Carson Strong went there, right? Yeah. Him and Kaepernick him and, went there. Quarterback you? Him and Romeo Dobbs back in the day. Ooh. Yeah, that's a powerhouse yeah. program. That's a Damn step right. up. All right. So that's a big game. Look out, number six, USC. <laughs> that one's upset, on the Pac twelve network much? as well. <laughs> we, gotta, <laughs> we gotta figure out how to get the Pac twelve net legally yeah. or not. Right. Right. Um six thirty. We can shift from the UT Martin blowout that's happening. It's going to be like 65 to 0 at halftime. And luckily, we have two games at the 6.30 window. So maybe even USC, we get another Caleb Williams is out here in the third quarter. Well, we have two games to keep our attention. The first one is actually a lot of fun. It's number 20, North Carolina. Drake May takes the field for the first time in the 2023 season against South Carolina. Spencer ESPN Rattler is telling me that they're number 21. Whatever, man. Just, AP hey, coaches. Hey, hey. I, I can't follow it. You know, I'm giving just them the benefit it. of the doubt. They got quarterback too. Number 15, North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But this is actually like we got players on both sides of the yeah. ball. Finally, we don't have to just like skip over when the other teams on offense, we got, you know, maybe Rattler, but certainly juice Wells a player that I'm watching on South Carolina. That is de- definitely a name to watch over there. And then all sorts of talent on North Carolina, starting with Drake may obviously. So that is going to be a lot of fun. And also, in the in the 630 window is number seven penn state making their debut lots of players over there as well maybe even some idps were watching uh they're taking on west virginia that's on nbc and i don't know if there's any players that i care about this year on west virginia but chop robinson i'm gonna be tuning in to see if he's got the juice like he had on tape because that guy's a freaky athlete freak freaks list and i mean nick singleton of course yeah yeah i mean i'm not i'm not you know i'm watching quinshawn earlier in the day i'm watching singleton at night and i will keep my notes ready for next year that's right 
But wait, there's more because the Pac-12's not dead yet. And we get some Pac-12 after dark action. I got a couple of games that I'm watching in the evening. We've... We've, we've been here for 10 hours at this point. I'm starting to sink and become one with my couch cushion. Uh, first up, my boy, Jacob Cowing and the Arizona Wildcats taking on, here's one of those fun schools, Northern Arizona. Could have been Southern Arizona. Wouldn't have known the difference. But yeah. yeah. We're, we've been on the Pac-12 network all day, I'll tell you that, because this one's also on the Pac-12 network. My laptop is overheating. Yeah. <laughs> There's several of, viruses on my laptop <laughs> at, this, at this point. Um, well, good thing we can switch over to ESPN for our second screen. Last one of the night, 930. Man, Carson Steele. In the Zach Charbonnet role for UCLA, taking on Coastal Carolina on ESPN. I mean, I, I, I'm I having dreams about Carson Steele. I want you to know that. I had a dream about Carson Steele two nights ago that he went on to become uh, a top. Yeah, no, not that. No, it's just about the draft. Okay. He, he went on to become one of the top running backs in this draft. Maybe a premonition. Maybe Ooh. something that, you know, when we look back on it coming true, I can – sell myself as a medium for season three <laughs> of the podcast yeah the ucla get the you know rbu pumping maybe mm-hmm. or something exactly start, start branding ucla <laughs> yeah uh that's everything for saturday but hopefully you aren't burned out on that because there is one game on sunday that should have every single NFL draft, dynasty player, college football fan, anybody should be watching this game at 6.30 p.m. on Sunday. Number five, LSU taking on Camp Dynasty Zone, number eight, Florida State (laughs) on ABC. The game that started week one for these two teams last year, they're doing it again this year and with even more NFL draft talent on the field yeah there's like eight guys that we've talked about in summer scouting in this game and that excludes Jaden daniels so yep. there is a lot of 2023 draft hopefuls playing in this game so this is definitely going to be a must watch and guess where it's taking place where camping world stadium i right. come on come on come on man it's meant it's to like, be. It's Florida State is Camp Dynasty. This is a Florida State team. podcast masquerading right. as a Dynasty rookie podcast. Might That's... come in my Jameis jersey next week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to be a hell of a finale to an amazing weekend of college football. It is back all the way. We have an entire slate of games. We got games on Thursday. We got games on Friday. We got Saturday, Sunday, even Monday. Clemson plays on Monday night. So an entire weekend, there is no NFL football. There's no preseason. There's nothing happening. So all of my attention is going to the college slate this weekend, and it is going to be a lot of fun to watch and kickstart an amazing season for these 2024 campers that we will be following all season long. I have a question for you. 
So, Incarnate Word plays UTEP. Where do you think Incarnate Word is, the university? Let's go with Texas. It's in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> what a guess. Cool. I, you didn't even know existed 10 minutes ago. I, I mean, I, it's football. Yeah, I'm just gonna guess Texas <laughs> at this point, and it's good it's guess. A, yeah, and they're playing UTEP, so that's true. So context clues. There you go. There you go. Wow. Uh, all right. Well, that's week zero. That's the beginning of our college football portion of Camp Dynasty for the year. And like I said, it's just getting started. We're gonna have a lot of fun for the next few months looking at these campers. If you enjoyed the week zero breakdown and the week one roadmap, uh, that's let me start that over because I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking rattled now. If you enjoyed the podcast today, feel free to leave a like, a review. Uh, you can retweet. You can share it. You can subscribe on YouTube. I mean, we're everywhere. Where are everywhere. we? Where are we? Threads? We're Instagram, on X. TikTok? Oh, yeah. We're, we're on, on X. Twitter. The platform that has always been named and should always be named X and not anything else, certainly. X, what a great name. So searchable. I Rolls mean, off the tongue. That really. SEO dream. It really is special, <laughs> but... You can find us there at camp underscore dynasty, TikTok at camp dot dynasty. And of course, like Colin said, find us on YouTube where video feeds of the pods will be going up every single week. Um, and follow along all season, hit us up. Let us know what you think. Let us know who you thought should have gotten a badge that didn't let us know why we're stupid for thinking Sam Hartman is a player that we need to talk about on this program. I might agree with you, but that's for another I day. I might agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> you can roast me for saying audric esteem's name wrong yeah exactly there's there's no shortage of things to roast us for right over our own campfire so do it every week we'll we'll be there to take it but thanks for stopping by camp dynasty this week and we'll see you next week